the podcast today. Hi, sisters, everybody out there. My name is Kiara Washington, and I'm glad to be here talking about this topic today. Mm -hmm. I'm out of Phoenix, Arizona, um, and so happy that I met Sis Jasmine <laughs> and we started talking and uh, decided to kind of collaborate on some topics that were really helpful for us and hopefully will be beneficial to all of you sisters, too. And tonight we're gonna be talking about refilling our cup to avoid burnout, which um, I think is a really important topic. And I'm glad that we're gonna be able to jump into it tonight. Amen, amen, sis. I got my book, my pen, my paper, I'm ready. Yes, me too. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, with uh, refilling our cup, did you want to start on the pieces you had? Yeah. Our first topic here. Okay. Well, first, before we kind of jump into all the ins and outs of it, I just kind of wanted to explain why this topic came to mind. You know, I just spent some time really reflecting on all the roles that we have as women especially as, you know, daughters of Zion. And, you know, we are pouring out into others every day. And we strive to do our best in all of these roles that we do have. And personally, you know, I'm adjusting to motherhood and just trying to balance that along with all of my other various responsibilities. And, you know, some days are hard. And so um, I I just started thinking more about this, like, how do I make sure that, you know, my energy and my mental and my physical stays in a good place so that I'm able to continue pouring into my family and those who need me without just losing it. So <laughs> right, yes. I really just started to consider like the impacts that, you know, can happen not only personally, but to those around us if we don't refill our cups. Amen. And as I thought more about this and did a little bit of research, it really came to mind that, you know, we run the risk of burnout if we're just running on E. Yes. And then we're going to be depleted. And then again, it doesn't just impact our personal body, but everyone else who depends on us, our family, our homes, those of us who work in, you know, in the world. So all of those, um, all of those different roles end up being impacted by us running on E. And I think the term burnout is kind of used widely, is kind of thrown out there commonly, but maybe everyone doesn't really understand exactly what it is and why we should be trying to avoid it at all costs. And if we are starting to see symptoms of burnout, how we can combat it. So that's why this topic came to be. Amen. And, and since um, your camera, I don't know if it flipped around, but you're like flipped over. Like, <laughs> but you had a good message and I wasn't going to interrupt. So I was like, oh, well, awesome. <laughs> yes. Praise God. So, yes, sis. All right. So I wanted to just kind of start it off with what is burnout? You know, since everyone yeah. may have heard this term, may not have heard it. And I looked it up and so according to the American Psychological Association Dictionary, 
burnout is defined as physical emotional or mental exhaustion mm -hmm. and it's accompanied by a decrease in motivation lowered performance and negative attitudes toward yourself and others mm -hmm. And just breaking that down a little bit further, burnout is characterized by feelings of energy depletion, exhaustion and fatigue, loss of enthusiasm for work, mm -hmm. reduced performance, either feeling too overwhelmed to complete even simple tasks, excessive stress, worry and anxiety, sleep problems. So either mm -hmm. sleeping too much or not sleeping enough diet problems, irritability, mood swings, and feeling like you're drowning in responsibility. And, and so when you think about that and seeing all of these things that we just listed, it's a physical impact, a mental impact, an emotional impact. And if you're being hit in all those areas, how are you going to keep performing? Mm -hmm. How are you going to be able to give to others, give to your family or give to yourself? You're just not in your best state of mind at all. And a few th things that can cause burnout are poor self-care, poor nutrition, poor planning, a lack of support, not managing your stress well, taking on more than you can handle at one time, and having a work-life imbalance. Wow. And when you think about that, it since we're constantly just on the go, just trying to get the next thing done, it can be easy to especially think about the poor nutrition or not carving out time for yourself. And you think like, okay, it's just one day I can catch up tomorrow. But then you say the next thing the next day. And then before you know it, a month has passed and you still haven't made any time for yourself. Right. Or you haven't really sat down and got the chance to really make a strong plan for whatever goal you're trying to accomplish. And before you know it, you're just exhausted it's a real thing and we have to think about how we can address this because as women we you know when we are down the world doesn't stop we're still expected to be able to perform and so so i wanted to really talk about this topic tonight because as with every situation the bible is our blueprint and even touches on aspects of stress and uh, what we can do we look at the examples from you know our forefathers and foremothers in the bible and get the encouragement that we need to refill our cups so we don't reach this place of burnout exactly amen sis okay. did you want to add anything before we jump into the first scripture sis? yes yes i just you know um as far as burnout because i have I even called you and was talking to you about it. And actually, I just kind of went off at one point because I was just so tired and I had nobody to go to besides my husband. But it's the fact that my husband works um, multiple jobs. So sometimes I'm not able to get with him about everything, but he's always an ear to listen. But it's just like, you know, people take so much from us, especially, like you said, being a daughter of Zion, being that black woman, it's just a lot that it's expected of us. And like you said, I'll go months and months without doing something for myself. My husband, like, you want to go get your nails done? You want to go do something? Get out the house? Because it's like, I put everyone's needs before my own. And then I'm the one that's blown up. And now we look like this, you know, this typical black woman because she's upset. And it's just because I'm just tired and I just, you know, I didn't know how to balance all that. So that's why I really, really appreciate you for bringing this topic out because I can learn so much. Yeah, and I think 
think it that what you just described that scenario ends up impacting or happening to a lot of women you know time just passes and then before you know it you imploded or exploded <laughs> on somebody and so <laughs> and as we are constantly striving to just be better versions of ourselves as women in this on our walk and in this word you know this is something that we kind of need to keep in the back of our mind to stay in a mellow space you know mm -hmm. be able to keep that meek spirit that we're you know we're constantly striving to obtain and if we don't have balance in these different areas of our life it's only a matter of time before that imbalance is going to cause some issues in one yes. area or another amen you're completely correct sis yes ma'am <laughs> um so let's go to proverbs uh 12 and 25 couple one-hitter scriptures, but they do touch on these aspects of stress. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's Proverbs 12 and 25. Mm -hmm. And sis, did you want me to read or did you want to read? Uh, you got it, sis. Uh-huh. Go ahead, you got it. Okay, cool. Page 25. Heaviness in the heart of the of heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Yes. So think about when this stress is just on us, whether it's from work or whatever, whatever is going on in our life, and we just holding in all of this stress. Mm -hmm. Like the scripture says, it makes your heart stoop, and mm -hmm. but when you able to speak with somebody like you said are you able to talk to your husband or talk to your sisters or just someone who can give you a little bit of encouragement then that's able to kind of shift things for you and put you in a better state of mind which is important when you're trying to combat stress and combat burnout and it's mm -hmm. in its own mm -hmm. um, let's go to psalms 119 and 28 so, all right sis you want to read that one as well yeah go ahead sis. my soul melted for he for heaviness strengthen thou me according unto thy word and just like you know david is talking about in these scriptures just having that heaviness on if we have constantly have this stress on us and we aren't able to get it off we're going to need strength from the lord you know sometimes when there's nowhere else for you to turn we know we can always turn to the lord mm -hmm. and if we find ourselves uh reaching this place of burnout or if you're already there um starting with the lord is a good place to get that reset going so you can get back to a better state of mind amen yes amen um, let's go ahead and go to Psalm 69. Um, skip around a little bit. 16. Verse um, 17 and then verse 20. Okay. I got, I got our notes here, but I just like to, my Bible because I'm like, I need to get some knowledge. I need to be in here more. Sixty-nine, 
And that's verse 17. Okay. Um, Psalms 69 and 17. It says, And hide not thy face from thee, thy servant. I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. And then verse 20, it says, Reapproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. And I looked for some to pity, I mean, to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. So when we think about these scriptures, when we are just in that place of stress and just feeling that heaviness, and sometimes, even like you mentioned, sometimes you're looking for people to speak to and there's no one there or no one who understands. Everybody is going through something. So sometimes we hesitate to even reach out to people because we feel like we're adding additional burdens onto them. And when we stay enclosed to ourselves and just keep that stress on us, we are moving ourselves further away from getting better. And sometimes it can be difficult to know who to confide in and who, you know, who you can and cannot trust. But um, we know, again, we can always start with the Lord and it's good to have at least a couple people in your circle who can help you and comfort you when you're going through these difficult times and just share those words of encouragement so you're able to combat and beat the stress and the burnout. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and I feel like that's really important. Just having somebody you can trust. I think, you know, amongst Israel, sometimes we can't hold water. So it is hard to find somebody to trust or to, you know, talk to somebody about a, a problem that you that's really bothering you but you don't want your business out but again it's like hard to trust people so it's like you i've just learned to give people small information like oh my cat is pink and see if it comes back to me <laughs> and let's see if it comes back to me a brother had told me that one time because when i first jumped into israel i was ready to just tell my business i'm just thinking we're all sisters and yeah <laughs> nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say nothing but as it was getting back to me I'm like damn i only saw one person came back to me twice that's not you know so it's like i've learned to just say small stuff and if i hear that i'm like man that's not you're you're my sister and brother in christ but let's you know keep it at a certain yeah. tempo so certain stuff don't get and, and i don't want to have any ill will with you because my business got out so again it would be my fault for telling and getting out so i shouldn't be upset with you and i don't want to be upset with you so i just save all of us the lake of fire by just not going, <laughs> by not going there because no mm -mm, yeah so. i understand what you're saying because yeah. i was the same way coming in i was like oh i'm really gonna have sisters and really yeah. understand what sisters this is gonna be tight like all of this yeah. stuff and not to say that it's not like that and i haven't come right. across some amazing right. people right but um at the end of the day you still have to relearn you still have to remember that we are all coming from the world so yes. that was what they were struggling with yes. the world was being a tail bear and stuff right. like that so right. just because so. they came into the word doesn't mean they automatically healed from that it's not that they have to continue to work on just like we each have our um particular qualities that we have to continue to address right but it is good to be able to have a couple people in your corner because we know that these obstacles and these challenges are not going to stop and we have to be able to gird up endure to the end yes. and if we have a friend you know a sister someone that we can um endure with pray with fast with 
it makes this uh makes these struggles a little bit better yes it does amen and i really you know like i said my husband is my other part so i'm grateful to have my husband because i feel like without him girl i wouldn't have i wouldn't have nobody we you know we gotta fast and pray together i tell him everything that's going on that's my like my bff like forever and ever so it's like really i'm really glad that god gave me that he was like okay you want sisters he gave me a couple sisters gave me my husband i'm like i'm cool but i know that sometimes my sisters have lives too so like you said i don't be want to be a burden on them and you know you know they have kids and stuff like you have a life you have kids and sometimes they're just becoming mothers as well and it's like i'm not gonna call in with my thousand million problems <laughs> you know so it is great when you do have that support system though that you can talk to um in the time of need so that you don't have that burnout like you said Absolutely. Yes, yes. Amen. Yes. And now that we kind of understand a little bit more about what burnout is mm -hmm. and the areas that it can impact us, you know, hopefully all of us as, you know, um, women and daughters of Zion can start to take steps to avoid it. So that way, you know, our families and ourselves, like we're able to flourish instead of being hindered by um you know stress and impacts of burnout because again these roles still got to get fulfilled yeah. stuff still got to get done yeah. so. <laughs> we still we're still, still wives and mothers and uh, sisters in christ and we still got to do what we have to do with the lord called us whether we're you know but this is a great way like you said to replenish yourself so we're not burning out and just going from zero to 600 so i really you know like I said, I needed this information. Like some of the stuff you were naming at the beginning, like as far as like oversleeping, I think I was in like a depressive state. I was oversleeping. I was like, I was just always fatigued. I'm always tired. And it just got to a point where I'm like, something is wrong. So, and, you know, I talked with my husband about it. So yeah, I was going through a little depressive state. And again, I just had kids and life turns. I went from being by myself to having a whole family so it's just like a you know a different transition and it's just people don't understand i think they don't understand they just expect us to just jump into our roles and not have a mental breakdown sometimes but we do and i don't think they know how to accept it from the black woman i feel like i know we're under the curses so that makes it harder but i just like women in general i don't think they understand it as well so yeah, I mean, it can be, we're going to go through various stages in life that require periods of adjustment for sure. Right. And I think like one of the things that I named that causes burnout is poor planning. So I think as much as possible, when we're going into some of these stages, we should take the time to plan as much as we can. Everything can be planned, obviously, but just thinking through like, okay, what do I have to put on hold right now to focus on this? when do i think i can come back to this or how do i want to address this and taking time to plan can reduce some stress because you already kind of have an idea you have thoughts and notes already jotted down so it's not just sitting in your mind in the back of your mind nagging at you when you can't focus on it in this right moment. And, <laughs> Like I'm a I'm a project manager by trade, so that's what I do. I plan for a living, basically. Right. So, and when you just apply those things to your personal life, it can kind of just help you to kind of compartmentalize things, so you're not always just in a state of everything is urgent, everything has to be done right now because 
that's just sending all these stress hormones yeah. to your brain before you know it it's like wait i i need a break <laughs> right <laughs> okay. yes, that's absolutely correct that's why we go through these those challenges yes but Sorry. and when we think about because you were naming all of the roles we have and responsibilities and how it can just kind of be overbearing and catch catch up to you really quickly sometimes and we have to also think about we some of us have help and yeah. others don't have any help at all mm -hmm. so can you just imagine um the additional stress that that places on them mm. and so we just kind of have to try to still find a balance whether it's you know pulling together a support system like you know knowing who you can ask for help um again knowing when to take those breaks like you mentioned and just trying our best to adjust because the responsibilities again are still going to be there but if we end up on e we we just stuck yeah. we just stuck and then we're more stressed out because we know we aren't fulfilling our duties and so it's just not a good space to be in yes and then on top of that being in the word we often hear about the Proverbs 31 woman yeah. and the Titus 2 woman is often quoted in these lessons that we hear and even most likely conversations that we're having with other sisters. And for most of us, yeah, that's who we, we desire to be. We desire to have those qualities. But um, I think that comes with a lot of expectations. And when you're mm -hmm. trying to or know you have to work on a bunch of things and you still need to get all this stuff done it can be a little intimidating sometimes if you know that you're kind of being expected to be this type of woman that's described in the bible but we shouldn't let those expectations stress us out right. you know um they they are expectations that we will probably have to work on for the rest of our lives like this journey is going to be a journey for the rest of our life and so the one of the most important things that we can remember is that if we are trying to pour from an empty cup we are moving so far away from being able to hone in on any of those qualities so we're just in a constant state of stress right we're not able to be productive or get anything done or you know grow and evolve into the women that we want to be if we're just stressed out all the time and not taking the steps to address and avoid that Hey man, sis. Ooh, some good information. <laughs> Praise God, sis. And with that, let's review those scriptures about, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman and mm -hmm. uh, what's described in Titus 2. So for Proverbs 31, we can read verses 11 through 20. All righty. So um, Proverbs 31, 11 through 20, it says, The heart of the husband doeth safety, trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands she planted the vineyard she girded her loins with strength and strengthened her arms she preserveth that her merchandise is good her candle goes not out by night she layeth her hands to this 
spindle and her and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. I know we've all read this. We've heard these scriptures in various lessons. And you think about um, how amazing this woman is as described. And again, a lot of us desire to, you know, be that um, that type of support for our, our uh, husbands if we have them or just be able to contribute in that way as a woman of the word. But again, if we're just in that constant state of stress and we can't get out of that, it's kind of like trying to dig yourself out of a hole, which it keeps sliding down. So we have to be able to get a handle on stress and avoid burnout to even be able to progress in these areas to be in a better state of mind to fulfill some of these things. And then Titus 2, 3 through 5. Alrighty. It says, the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not giving to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chasten keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And for those of us who are new to the word or younger sisters, you know, it, um, I don't know if every camp has, um, you know, aged women or older sisters that they're able to uh, confide in or get help from in these areas. But um, as um, we are trying to progress and learn more, like this is a good example of how we should be as we become older sisters. Um, so we're able to give back to the younger sisters. But again, we have to make sure we're in a decent state of mind to be able to take care of ourselves and our household so we can even be an example to other sisters and try to help them do the same. So it's just another one of those reasons why avoiding burnout is important because it doesn't just impact us, but part of our purpose and being able to help other sisters too can be impacted if we're just in that constant state of stress. Yes, ma'am. Do you have anything else you want to add, sis? As far as that, I feel like sometimes, um, I had even expressed this to you. I was just like, sometimes people call me and it's like, I'd be, like you said, I was burnt out and they were asking questions. I'm just like, I just don't even know how to help you. But you told me a better way of saying it, you know, like, sis, let me get myself together so that I can help you later on. Cause I'm just used to, I'm just used to saying, I don't know, I, you know, I'm so like, and then, it, then there goes the opening that door for my business to be out. Cause now it's like, you got all this, what's going on? What's going on over here? Not saying that I don't trust people. It's just like, I'm not ready to talk about that, but I opened it up because I'm like, girl, I don't know what to do. I'm so stressed out myself, right? So I think the better thing of saying that is like, um, let me just get myself together. Like you were saying, let me just get myself together and then we'll go from there. You know, once I get myself together, I'll call you and, you know, try to help you with your issue. Once I get my issues resolved, because it's like, I can give you advice, but in this type of headspace I'm in, you wouldn't want this type of advice because I may tell you the wrong thing, you know? <laughs> so that's another thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to throw the lake of fire off on you because I don't want to say, oh yeah, you go do that. You go fight this such and because I'm not in the right state of mind because I'm going through my own issues. So I want to be able to have a clear mind, have talked to God about it, talk to my husband if need be, and I can give you the best response. But I feel like sometimes people call me at the time when I'm burnt out and sometimes my responses in the past, now that I move forward, 
I've known, but in the past, they were not the best to like advice, I feel like, at times. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's good that you realize that too mm -hmm. now, like, you know, with growth and everything, like, hey, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't mm -hmm. give you advice at this moment. Yeah. But I mean, it's true because yeah. if you are, it, we can only, we can't give the best version of ourselves if we're so depleted you know right. so when they are reaching out and they're looking to you for advice and you want to be able to show up for your sisters mm -hmm. and be able to help them but yeah. if you are just not in a good state of mind or a good space you're not going to be able to give them the best um advice that could probably help guide them through whatever situation that they may going may be going through so mm -hmm. i think that is a good way to address it when you don't have the energy and i think that's just something and important for us to consider our energy what energy we given to, we're given to others and right. hopefully people are mindful of what energy they're giving to us because um yeah it can have a negative impact like you said you might you don't want to be pushing anybody closer to the yeah. lake of fire you don't want that on your spirit <laughs> yes i don't want that on my spirit and i don't want that when god's reviewing me you jasmine this right. is no i don't want to have cost <laughs> exactly yeah uh, I mean, and of course, when people are giving us advice, we have to prove everything, try it ourselves and all of that, like take certain stuff yeah. with a grain of salt. But, you know, yes. if it is someone who's used to being able to come and confide in you, I think we do owe it to those people to let them know, like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Like, let me circle back with you in a couple of days yeah. when I'm able to get all of this right. under control. <laughs> Right. So that's something I had just found out to work on. Not really found out, but like a couple of weeks back, I just knew it was an issue because I was giving people advice and I wasn't, I don't, I wasn't in the right spirit because I was like, I'm tired. I've, you know, I've had my babies all day. I've done this with my husband. You know, I talked to my husband. I actually, you know, I've cleaned up. I've put clothes in the wash, wash dishes, like, you know, the normal stuff wives are supposed to do, but, um, or to do. And I've done this, these things, and it's like, I'm so burnt out, and then I answer the phone, it's like, I just, I don't think that was the best. And then I, after I get off the phone, I'm like, oh, maybe that was not the best. Because I just, I want to help everybody right then, or I want to give somebody an answer right then, when you're supposed to be patient and, you know, slow to speak, and I think that's my issue. That was my issue, because I was just jumping, okay, girl, you should do this. this oh, okay, this is going on, you should do this. No, I don't even know what I'm doing right now, so right. I can't help you if I, if I don't know what's going on. So I've learned that's how I try to be a better sister. I may say, sis, let me just get back to you. You know, let me get back to you tomorrow or not even tomorrow. Let me get back to you when I, um, I've come to be fully aware and to myself because Satan can slip in at any moment and I don't have time to, you know, have that deed and my own deeds on my belt because I wasn't mindful of what I was saying or doing at that time. Yeah. Sometimes, like scripture says, we gotta be still. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now we talked, you know, a little bit about our roles and like what burnout is. Um, I guess we should talk more about how do we even refill our cups. You know, right. we talked about some of the scriptures that um, tell us to seek the Lord, and you know, we talked about doing planning and things like that. And this question really came to mind for me as I was reflecting on this topic because I thought it had to be one answer on how to refill my cup. And as I started to think about this more, talk with a couple sisters about it, um, talk to my 
head about it and I kind of started to broaden my understanding on how I can refill my cup and you know because I was questioning is it just through my spiritual relationship with the Lord and how I refill my cup or am I are we supposed to reply rely on replenishment from our husbands or our family to get our cup refilled or is it through fellowship with our fellow sisters does it come from within are we supposed to refill our own cup or what is it and as I started to think about this a little bit more, I think it's a combination of all of these, at least for me personally. Um, I think where I am in my life, I realize that it does start with me, that you know, I have to take the time to examine myself, to understand my strengths and my weaknesses and my limits. And I have to be the one to take initiative on making a schedule. And on that schedule, scheduling time for self-care, even if it's only 30 minutes a day, I have to be the one to make time to cook healthy food. So that way, at least my nutrition is balanced and that's helping me physically and mentally. I have to be the one to be consistent with uh, exercise and physical wellness. You know, I can't rely on anyone else to push me to do that. I have to prioritize scheduling time to grow in the word and develop my relationship with the most high. I have to show myself grace. I have to speak positivity into my life and also challenge myself. I have to make sure that I'm getting rest so my mind and my strength and my spirit can be renewed. Those things fall on me to have my cup replenished. And that way, if I am taking the initiative in these areas, then that allows me to be very intentional on the help that I seek from outside sources, whether it's, you know, spouse, family, sisters, or what I'm seeking from the Lord. And so this is kind of the conclusion that I came to as far as um, who's responsible for it. So I think it's a combination, but it starts with us. Amen, sis. Yeah, anything you want to add, sis? Not to that section, sis. You got it. <laughs> um, if you are starting to see aspects of burnout in your life, sisters, um, some other personal steps that um, I kind of jotted down that you could try to take um, is really caring for your mental health. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. And some examples would be journaling. I know I'm a big journaler i yeah. love to write so um speaking with a professional if need be i know therapy isn't for everyone but if it's a resource that you're willing to try and you think it'll be helpful go for it again just getting rest because if you just if you're tired sleep deprivation can have a crazy effect on you and i learned that from motherhood so <laughs> i okay. understood it before okay. <laughs> I think I really understood what being sleep deprived was. Okay. <laughs> I was going through school and stuff. I is yes. <laughs> I understand. I'll be missing those times too, going back to school. That was nothing compared to this. That was for real when they said, stay a child as long as you can. Man. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, but also just being realistic with yourself when you are taking on additional tasks, adding more things to your plate. Um, I know sometimes we just want to be as helpful as we can, do as much as we can, but you, you have a limit. There's a limit to how much you can do in a day, in a week. So just be realistic with, with yourself as well. Right. Um, another one would be uh, making a daily or a weekly schedule if it's not something that you're already doing. Um, and on those schedules, building in breaks and personal check-ins. Um, so if you're planning out your entire day, carve out time to eat lunch. Like it may sound like something simple, but when we are just super busy and going through our days, a lot of us forget to eat. And then when you do that, your brain doesn't have the power that it needs to get you through the rest of the day. So by the time you get to the end of the day, you're just done. Like, you know, you you just want to lay there and not do and not do anything. So um, carving out those times to take a, a break, to take a walk, to eat a meal and then personal check ins. If it's just 20 minutes to yourself to how am I doing today? Where am I mentally? Do I need to do some deep breathing right now? Those sorts of things. Um, another thing I would say is, and making the schedule over a to-do list. So um, I know a lot of people are a checklist, to-do list type of person. I was really like that too. Sometimes I still call myself slipping into it. But if you have something on a to-do list, it's easier for you to kind of forget about it. Whereas if you actually schedule it at a time. So yeah, you may have to adjust and, you know, just the time things come up during the day, but at least you kind of already have a block built out for it. You kind of know how long it's going to take you. Mm -hmm. So it kind of eliminates some of the stress associated with getting tasks done if you're able to do it that way. Right. Um, establishing a daily routine and being consistent with it. This is where I realize I have a lot of work to do too. <laughs> yes. I got some work to do in the area of consistency and I'm glad that I was able to examine myself and figure that out because it's, it's a huge area. It's a huge area in order for us to get stuff done, accomplish goals, all those sorts of things. Um, and it, it'll help to have more balance too if you're able to just be automatic with certain things like get up, pray, I'm going to do this, do that, just be consistent with those things and it it just becomes second nature, so to speak. Um, exercise. So I think that is another one um, that can help if you're starting to see those signs of burnout in your life. Um, you're getting your body moving. It's going to help with your physical health and it'll help with your mental and emotional as well. Practicing mindfulness. And for those of us who have jobs outside of the home, establishing those work-life boundaries. I think that's really important. Be clear on what is actually urgent and what can be done later. Um, and try not to take work home with you if you don't have to. So that way you have that clear distinction. Like I'm with my family now, or, you know, I'm taking the time for myself right now. Work, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. That's sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. And also just prioritizing our spiritual development. I think most of us as Daughters of Zion, as we're in this walk, we tend to do this one, but um, maybe, you know, taking time to read your scriptures every day if you are, you know, only doing it once or twice a week or carving out time to um, really just 
pray like you know just prioritizing your spiritual development in whichever way you need to but um seeking the lord can really help when you're starting to see those signs of burnout in your life so so for those of you who kind of see it come in kind of fill in some of those symptoms we talk about talked about earlier i think these are some steps that can kind of help you combat this burnout um if you see it coming in your life do you have anything you wanted to add sis it's just as far as like again even on every podcast i think i said exercise is my problem and i still have not even started that's sad i need to get it together i feel like when i do work out i feel good about myself my husband he'll get on me like did you work out today what you do you know <laughs> and i'm like Ooh, i didn't work out <laughs> you know he's saying i don't even i don't even want to hear it on you like i don't even want to hear it you know i should have i should have took time to do it and like you said like schedule those things my husband he's a scheduler so he has a schedule for us okay and in certain days like you know we wash do the dishes like he breaks everything down and half for me and him so it's like i'm on that type of schedule but i need to just start breaking it down like you said more in depth like exercise from this hour to this hour this time this time and just oh you know already have our meal plans prepped and stuff so i just need to do better with that that's another reason why i get burnt out because i'm just like i don't even know where to start and there's so much going on around me and i don't even be knowing where to start half the time so I can't believe I'm messing this up. Yes, it's too good to be, it's too good to be true for me. But <laughs> I'm gonna get on it. I just, I know you, girl. I saw exercise, and I was just like, I'm gonna have to get it together. Like, like and you know, that's, that's, that's gonna be a really, that's gonna be a hard one for a lot of people. Yeah. You just gotta start small and start consistent. So, yeah. as you mentioned, like exercise from this hour to this hour. Maybe don't start with a whole hour. Like, yeah, consistent and doing 30 minutes every day. Like, and I. You can build up off of that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let me just, yeah, let me schedule like maybe 15, 30 minute breaks. I mean, like exercise points to see where I am. Cause, yeah, hour, I'll be, I'll be, they, I was watching one of the workout videos. I did like three minutes and I was pouring down sweat and my heart felt like it was going to stop. Girl, I go up the stairs, my heart felt like it's going to stop. I was like, wow, people do this for an hour. <laughs> That reminds me when I was pregnant. I was trying to do this um, third trimester workout video. And it was only like 15 minutes. After minute four, I was just sitting there watching her. Like, <laughs> but yes, like we can, we can definitely do it though. I'm actually reading this book right now, sis, and. It said that imagine if we all understood that, you know, um, that failure didn't exist. Right. So in our mind, there would be no no uh, logic for us to stop trying or right. to really get on things because failure doesn't exist. Like it's said, it's a made up limitation that we set to give ourselves an out. And I was like, oh. I, was like okay. I gotta remember that but if we just tell ourselves it doesn't exist like i have no like you think about kids when they're trying to learn how to do something they just get up and keep trying to do it yeah. trying to do it until they get it like the whole idea of failure that concept doesn't exist so we can get this exercise stuff these meal preps all that stuff together we just gotta 
Yeah, schedule yeah. it in day by day. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to understand where failure come up as. as you just said that, like, yeah, kids will try and try and try 6,000 times. And we as adults, we call one time and it's over, but we're older than them. We're supposed to know better. Exactly. But it's like, maybe because they're just born with this. We're born, we're always born with some. It's like, I guess when we get older, it gets knocked down. So then we just. Like, oh, yeah, we failed and we just stopped because, girl, yeah, I'll work out one day and I'm like, the next day I'll come, I'm like, no, I, I, yesterday I didn't do the whole 15 minutes, so I can't even do it today. And I need to get out of that mindset, like, you need to try every day. Your health is important, it's at risk. Let's get this done. So, for sure, that's one of those big areas. Is if we, if our health is just not up to par, we definitely can't provide for the rest of our household mm -hmm. and be there for our families and our sisters and everyone else. So, that's definitely an important one, right? I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So, the next scripture, um. So 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, we talked a little bit about this, but let's go there. All right, 2 Corinthians, and that's 13 and 5. You ready for me to read this? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus, Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Reprobates. So again, just starting with ourselves, being real and realistic with ourselves. Because if we can't be real with ourselves, we can't be real with nobody else. Okay. <laughs> can't be real with anybody else. So just, again, examining what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the areas that you really need to target? Like we just kind of talked about some of ours. Mind consistency, yours yeah. with the exercise yes. and everything. It takes those real-life conversations with ourselves to be able to address it and so that way we can take the initiative and the ownership in those areas so we can avoid burnout or refill our cups whatever in whichever way they're needed right um, the next one first peter 3 10 through 12 all righty first peter 3 10 through 12 for he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him ensure evil and do and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And I put this scripture in here just to remind us that there's action to do you know we have to speak positive we have to avoid evil we have to do good we have to seek peace mm -hmm. so that way the lord is with us and he hears our prayers and when we are feeling overwhelmed or fatigued then we know that he will come and you know save us from that save us from our troubles like one of the scriptures we read earlier and so if we are kind of just sitting around waiting for stuff to come to us or um just thinking everything is going to be fixed by you know sitting on our hands like we have scriptures like this that's telling us no it's stuff for you to do in order for these things to happen in order for the lord to be there with you you still got steps to take <laughs> yes amen sis Ooh, amen and since i want to ask something on there too since you know i've learned that when I speak negative to myself, it happens. Like, if I say, oh, I can't do it. The whole day, I ain't going to get nothing done. But my husband will come home. He'll kind of correct that. He's like, 
I don't he's God sent because he corrects me with every little thing, whether it be small, big, but he's like, why don't he's like speak life? When even when I'm talking down, that's one thing I really love about him. He's like, Can you speak life? You know, there's power in in the tongue, you know, and he'll keep reminding me, like, you need to speak life into yourself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm fat. He was like, okay, you just had three kids. Speak life into yourself. You can do this, you know? And he'll let me know, like, you're not, you just stop being negative. Cause girl, I'll get into this mode. Like I said, I'll get so depressed. Like, oh my God, I'm fat. I don't want to exercise. And then I'm in a deeper depression cause I'm, be I'm, I'm not doing anything about it. So it's like, he's always speaking life into me and I can do it. So that's most of the reason why I try to um, exercise is because he says like, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. But like I said, I, I get like a couple minutes in I'm like oof but I need to you know just try harder and be positive and I know when I wake up and I'm like thank you God I can do this my day is smooth but when I wake up I'm like ugh it's clothes to be washed ugh it's dishes to be washed ugh these kids no I'm just saying I'm like it's but I'm just I'm just saying no not I love them to that they make my whole mornings i love them to life they make my whole mornings afternoons everything but it's just like when i see stuff and it's overwhelming i just like uh and it's like dang did you even thank god this morning did you talk to him mm -hmm. so that's another thing i have to incorporate yeah. that uh sometimes i don't do every day that i need to be doing i need to be praying like the prophet three four five times a day <laughs> so i think that's another reason where i lack sometimes because i wake up in the morning i'm already like i can't do it so that kind of sets the tone for my whole day. So there is power in what you speak. So if you speak positive, positive, it's not going to always be a positive day every single day, but I'm saying you're speaking, you're getting it out there. You're, you're better. You can better overcome anything right. ne negative that comes. But if you're negative and something negative comes, you just mean a negative with a negative. And it's just like, there's nothing good going to come out of that. So I just point. like, if we talk positive to ourselves that we can do it, I feel like nine times out of ten, and with these scripts and with the Lord, we can do it. And I think you're absolutely right. And it kind of reminds me of the conversation we had because I was sharing with you that every day I started saying out loud, like claiming mm -hmm. those words that I want for my day. Like today, I claim positivity. I claim mm -hmm. productivity. Yeah. And it started making a difference for sure. And I think it's one because, yeah, I was starting my day off like that because if we get up and start moving around, it's so easy to see like, oh, this got to get done. And, yeah. and before you know it, we're feeling overwhelmed. But yes. starting our day on the right foot by, like you said, thanking the Lord and claiming the type of day we want to have, I, I think it's absolutely right. Like you, you, you start to create the energy that you want to fuel your day for sure. Right. Yes. Um, let's go to Jeremiah 33 and 3. Yes, ma'am. Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And this made me kind of think about what you just said. When we are speaking negativity into ourselves, speaking doubt and fear into ourselves, um, think about this scripture the lord said he's going to show you great and mighty things so mm -hmm. which we know if not so obviously we don't know that we can do it yeah. we don't know what type of day that today could be an amazing day we don't know any of these things mm -hmm. but if we start our day with him he gonna slowly re reveal things to us and, and it could just change our whole aspect our whole outlook on the day and ourselves what we need to get done all those sorts of things so 
Um, I definitely think starting our day on the right foot with the Lord can make a huge difference. And even something that you mentioned, praying multiple times a day, like the prophets, I have started praying like three times a day. And I think it's been really helpful because it's like I'm having check-ins throughout my day with the Lord. So, you know, the morning may have been cool, but at least I'm starting the afternoon with him again. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting that next part of my day with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the day could have been cool, may not have been cool, but I'm ending my day with the Lord too. So just doing all of that is kind of framing my whole day, my whole mindset to be around him. And so it's it's been pretty powerful and it's been helpful so far. So... Mm-hmm. Highly recommended if um for those who are looking to increase their, their prayer life. Man, that's a good scripture, Jeremiah 33 and 3. Girl, I didn't even have that one. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go to Psalms 51 and verse 10 and 11. Okay. Psalms 51, 10 and 11. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Psalms 51, something special. Mm. But both of these scriptures we just read, they remind us that we have to make the time to seek him. And if we do, these are just some of the benefits that can come from that and help us when we're in tough times. Like we read in Jeremiah, you know, he can reveal to us great and mighty things. As we just read in Psalms, renew a right spirit within us. If our spirit is off, we are off. Like it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. If your spirit is off, it's just not going to work out right. But having your spirit renewed, I often pray to have my spirit, mind, and strength renewed. And when we seek the Lord for those sorts of things, we're letting him know we need him and we believe him and we trust him. And those are powerful things for us to claim and seek him in, especially if you are finding yourself in a place of strength or you are seeing these symptoms of burnout in your life he can help he's bigger than all of those things basically you know he can help in any aspect that you need but we gotta seek them amen sis amen (laughs) and we even see a lot of examples in um the scriptures where the lord took time to separate himself and focus on spiritual wellness Mm -hmm. And when you think about that, we know, we know that it's important to carve out some time for self-care. If the Lord had to do it and he was perfect and all powerful, he still had to get away for a minute. We definitely need to do that as moms and wives and all these other roles that we have so we can just cling to our sanity. And um, one of those examples is in Luke 5. So if we can go to Luke 5, verse 15 and 16. Luke 5, 15 through 16. But so much the more went their fame aboard, aboard of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wild into the wilderness and prayed. So this one just shows that even the Lord had balance. You know, he took mm-hmm. the time to heal, be around the multitudes to teach. <laughs> But then he also realized some solitude for replenishment was necessary. Mm. 
And so mm-hmm. as we are trying to live our lives to be more like Christ, um, we need to remember this one too. <laughs> yes. We have to replenish ourselves before we just continuously pour out. Amen. Anything else you want to add to that, sis? I just, girl, that uh, created me a clean heart, oh God. I need to be saying that every morning. <laughs> you right. You, you wake up and you're in the wrong spirit. It's just like a, the whole day is horrible. But I've learned that even if you, you know, you talk to God and the day goes horrible, it's like I have more protection to fight against that enemy or that spirit that's not of the Lord. So, right. That's really, you know, he God put the powerful stuff in there. It's just we have to be obedient, actually read it and digest it and you know, understand it. So this that's really a great scripture that I needed um tonight. So I really and appreciate with that, like you said, um, you know, when you are uh seeking him, um, if we are remembering to start our prayers or our conversations with him with gratitude, I think that shifts a lot of things too. You start remembering mm-hmm. everything you're grateful for, everything he's done for you. Um, it starts to make some stuff not look as bad anymore. <laughs> like, okay, I got a roof over my head. I got food to eat. Maybe okay. it's okay if that person cut me off yep. earlier, even though I was a little bit mad. Yeah. You start to put things into perspective. Like, maybe yeah. I'm tripping and I need to calm down a little bit. So uh, about that. <laughs> and you just made me think of something. Me and my husband, we are two different drivers. I'm a road speeder driver. So he like my husband, I'm like, is somebody behind us? We gotta get over to the-. he's like, Well, they're gonna have patience today. And I'm a person like if somebody's all on me, I'm going through the lanes and stuff because it's like I'm like, Oh, I need to have obtain that type of patience. Cause he get, he does he he in the speed limit, doing the speed limit, chilling, you know, nobody's <laughs> But he's like, okay, that car want to speed and go to the fast lane, right? And I'm like, if I'm in Texas, right? <laughs> he's on the speed limit in Texas. I know he's a good driver. He such, probably before I met him, he was a speedy driver. But after we got kids, he's like a real yeah. dad driver now so no, but I, I don't drive like that if the kids are not in the car but most of the time we take his car so that's the the, the appropriate car but when i'm in my car i'm like i'm zooming out <laughs> i'm grateful god doesn't allow nobody to catch me or pull me over but he is such a calm driver if somebody cuts me off i do get mad for a split second but then like you said i have to think about the lord this is not a god and when i get home i want to be happy around my kids when i get home i don't want to be thinking about somebody that cut me off exactly. so that's what i have to think as well you're absolutely correct with that <laughs> And um, as we were just kind of talking about, um, you know, seeking the Lord and um, to help combat our burnout. um, And also, again, think about those external sources. So when we go about seeking our sisters or our families or our husbands, um, there are those things that we can do personally to refill our cups. But um, the Lord did give us additional resources too. So it's wise of us to make use of those resources. So again, we know the Lord is our strength. So we have to prioritize him to kind of just keep that balance, keep to be level. And then we have those additional resources and our, our husbands for those who are married, our sisters, our family, our friends, and we should make use of them 
even if sometimes it feels like we're being a burden or we're looked at as like the strong one, um, sometimes the strong one needs help too. Right. And so we should be able to reach out to these individuals when we are seeking um, for our cups to be fulfilled. And so this can include mentioned this earlier, reaching out to sisters to just pray with you, to go over some scriptures with you, um, to fast with you, um, mm -hmm. just have a conversation to take your mind off of the stress. You know, those are some of the things that sisters and sisterhood can be good for. Um, or doing the same with, um, you know, your husband, if you're married, we should be praying together, fasting together when necessary. Mm -hmm. um, all of those sorts of things like you mentioned like you know your husband is your your other half you go to him and talk to him about everything you know he must be an amazing resource for you when you are looking to have your cup refilled right. and when we are uh you know reaching out to these external sources to help with um refilling our cups we need to be intentional and specific about what we need so I know I sometimes I still struggle with this, but you kind of get on the phone with somebody and you're being kind of vague. You kind of want them to like pry it out of you. Yeah. Like, no, come to the call. Yeah. Like, look, this is this, this, and this is happening. I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray this specifically. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes just be direct because again, a lot of people are going through things or a lot of people don't want to pry. A lot of people don't want to feel like they are just nagging you or anything like that, mm -hmm. even though you, you really want them to act so you can pour it all out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to take that step to be vulnerable and just let them know exactly what you need from them so they can show up for you. Right. Amen, sis. That is so correct. And then one, um, actually to add on that, it was, it was, I think it was a brother that told me this, um, he was like, he was like, I ain't got nothing to hide. So he was basically, I tell my bitch, like, he was like, I don't care. He was like, I have nothing to hide, which women, I think we're more like closed off with our information. But he was like, okay, this happened in my life. And, you know, and he was breaking down his problems, you know, said he had anger issues, some other stuff. And he was like, I don't have a problem confessing my faults to my sisters and brothers and asking them to pray for me or, you know, if they need to know that God is real, like putting, just putting his business out there, which is cool with some people that just like that. They don't care you know only god can, can judge them is where it should be and how we should think i just know that my mindset i'm not safe to that point yet like i don't feel safe just throwing everything on the table for people to know i want god is real of course he's run me out of some horrible times it's just i don't feel comfortable just open up to everybody but it is those people that don't have a problem with it and i like those people i just know i haven't become one as of yet but i'm glad there's people out there like that because they just they allow people to know that god is real and he he can he can help you get off whatever's going on help you get out of whatever situation you got going on so I think that's a good point and that's that's something that I've been working on to a certain extent like I don't just like call up anybody and tell them anything but I have been learning to be much more open and I think it started when I um when I when I published my journal a couple years ago I knew that I wanted to um be able to use that to help other women this was before it was this was probably about a little less than a year before I joined the troupe, but the way the most high works, it lined up to still fit with a lot of things that we as women need to kind of work on so we can grow. But um, 
I was like, I want to be able to use this to really be a resource and to be a testimony. And then I started making my videos. And so when I first started out, I was doing a video every week talking about a topic out of my journal and how it related to my personal life and my growth. And it was so hard starting <laughs> out. It was so hard mainly because I don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah. So having to do videos and listen to them, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just don't want yeah. <laughs> and I had to remind myself, like, it's not about you, Sierra. Mm. It's about whoever the Lord needs these words to reach so they can be able to move forward in their journey. Mm. And when I started to really consider that, it shifted my perspective a lot because, um, I realized that, you know, it doesn't matter if I get one view or a thousand views, mm. it's going to reach whoever it needs to reach. Mm. And if I don't, if I choose not to speak because I'm afraid of what backlash is going to come or what people are going to think, people who thought they know me and didn't know I really had this going on. And I said, if I choose not to speak because my mind is stuck in that space, I could be blocking somebody from coming to the Lord. Mm. And I don't want that on me at no. all. So... I started to, you know, step out of my comfort zone in that way, but I still have to work on the whole side of asking for help. I still struggle there. I, I've kind of just been um, that resource that people would come to or, you know, that family and friends that kind of saw me like, she has it together. She's fine. Like, so didn't really have the, the opportunity to feel comfortable asking for help. Right. And um, now that I just, like I just mentioned, being intentional and being specific so people know what I need and have the opportunity to show up for me, whether they can or not, I did my part by asking and I, I still have work to do in that area, but I'm slowly yeah. learning. Yes. Thank <laughs> the truth. I know they're asking for help part because it's like, like you said, I just, I'm just, I don't feel safe there yet. Like, you know, going, asking for help or opening up my life to certain people or not even certain people just at all sometimes and hopefully you know as with age comes wisdom and i may not care you know a couple years now maybe just open books so like i said i do love people that are 100 percent like that that can admit and tell people and help people with their stories it's just sometimes i don't be want to open all of my stories up i give you a couple you know <laughs> but i ain't gonna give you all of them right. <laughs> I just, yeah like i said i just i don't know i just never felt too safe because i don't like hearing my business come back to me and when it does i kind of get upset and then i'll be operating in the flesh so i've learned that god you know wants me to be quiet if i can't hold my tongue or my flesh at that time when something does happen because i just know the demons i'm fighting and i know how to deal with them so i like keep it that way so i don't have to expose it because you get satan a little bit like if i say something and then it comes back to me satan will be not put all this in my head and it would it will blow up to something that's probably not even that big like i said the, the dog is purple or something and it comes back to me i know i ain't got no purple dog but it's the point that you told somebody to told somebody to told somebody it came back to me so yeah. i've just learned to like I, i've learned to tell people little things and when it comes back but i know how to hold that but if it's something bigger than that and it comes back to me i really you know i, I still kind of get upset that's something i'm still working on um so 
because I don't I want to be able just not to care and that's something I fight with I fight with my flesh with every day like most of the times I can cut it off I'm like okay I don't care that was something old I told that person because like I said when I first came in truth I was just girl yes and I got this and my mom and, and then my dad and I'm just telling them all my issues and my issues came back and I'm like dang I, I told Jenny confidence but I mean it is what it is that's why we we go through trials and tribulations and God gives us, you know, understanding and conscious and, you know, consciousness and just makes us aware of certain things. So like I said, I'm, I'm working on it and I feel like I'm getting better at that situation. I just know that it's still a struggle for me at times. So that's why I really find it hard to tell people certain things. Mm -hmm. But as the Lord like keeps working on each and every one of mm -hmm. us, he knows what our struggles are and everything, but as he does, I think you'll be able to, like you said, just keep stepping out of that, um, you know, that space. Right. Someone somewhere needs to hear your story. And I think you will be able to get to more of that space to where if someone is using that information the way they shouldn't, that's between them and the Lord. And we know our mm -hmm. Lord handles stuff. So yeah, he <laughs> they does. don't have to deal with that. Yes. <laughs> and you'll still be able to be a light to whoever needs it. So right. it mm -hmm. take time. we all got stuff that we still working on, sis. Mm -hmm. Amen, sis. Amen. Um, so the other scripture that I had was Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 9 through 12. All right. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But, but how can one be warm alone? If one prevaileth against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So as we're just talking about, um, you know, sisterhood and using our external resources, this scripture is a good reminder as to why we should be using these resources. Two are better than one, you know, even the saying like two brains are better than one, like all those sorts of things. Sometimes we just need to brainstorm with people on certain stressors or certain aspects of our life and they can help us come up with some ideas that we may not be able to think about in the moment because we're so stressed we're so just in the thick of it and so um just being able to have those people who you can trust who you can rely on who you know will be there for you when you fall it makes a big difference and being in this walk being in this truth it's going to take some time to you can find those people who are in your corner just kind of like we talked about but it's worth still seeking because once you do find those people um it can really help as we're trying to endure to the end i think it i think it makes a difference because they're like i said the obstacles going to keep coming mm -hmm. every time you think you progress and saying like all right let's hit her this way let's hit her this okay. way so yeah. it's going to keep happening and if we just try to take it all on our own it's we're gonna fall like this like the scripture said but woe to him that is alone when he falleth we're gonna be much easier to be under his attack and stay there if we um if we choose to go that path solo and not really seek sisterhood or seek our spouse our family our friends um whatever resources you have available to you and when you do find somebody and you're able to build those tight bonds, just like the end of the scripture said, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It's going to be hard to break that up 
And so I hope that each and every one of us is able to find um, someone in this walk that uh, we're able to connect with in this way to help us with these stressors, to help us avoid burnout, to help us just get through our struggles and that we can do the same for them. Mm. Praise God. Well, if we have, you know, we do have sisters like you, of course, and um, praise God we do. We have a couple at our church. I will always forever put Sister Gina and Sis Miller's name out there. I love them too. Life. I can tell those sisters anything. And that, I mean, this has been for the last, about to be five years I've known um, them, four or five years. And I've told them some deep stuff, stuff that sometimes I don't even trust my mama with, you know, but I love it. <laughs> but, um, and that it's never come back to me. It's never been brought back up. They never looked at me any different. They just building me up from it. They would tell me my wrongs and get it together. They would give me their advice on a situation I'm having. And like I said, if I was out of line, they get me back in line. You know, they never come negative. Like if I bring a negative type of spirit on, I'm telling them, oh, something, something happened, or maybe it's some, you know, as far as with another person. And I'm like, come, they're like, oh, they flip it to a positive. Well, Jasmine, you know, you could, you could do this better. We're getting books, we're getting scriptures out the book, so. Praise God for women like you guys, because I think if we all had sisters, like at least a couple of sisters in Christ like that, I know some people are unfortunate to have the sisters I have, and I'm so sorry. Um, I just know, you know, if we all kind of had that type of mentality, I feel like women wouldn't get so burned out because they would trust people to talk to them. So that's another hard thing. Praises for the amazing sisters out yeah. there. <laughs> But, um, you know, if anyone who's listening, who does end up listening to this, if you're already feeling fatigued or overwhelmed mm -hmm. or you're feeling any of those signs of burnout that we talked about um, throughout tonight's show, I just pray that you're able to apply some of the steps that um, we've kind of covered and if you are already feeling stressed, it may really seem like, how can I add something else onto my plate? But we mm -hmm. have to start somewhere in order to overcome and avoid, you know, a burnout. You have to start somewhere to lighten your load. You have to start somewhere to combat stress. And so something will have to change from our current situation and our current actions in order to be in a healthier state of mind uh, physically emotionally and to begin to feel refilled so um maybe there's somewhere we can like share like uh in writing like some of those tips that we talked about sis like i'll post yeah. them on my page so if you have yeah. them, a friend sister i'll post them there <laughs> but um just uh just keep those in mind you know maybe you can take notes as you're listening re-listening to this podcast but um keep those in mind for when those tough days do come or those situations come to where you feel like you are kind of reaching your peak and burnout is a possibility um just don't let this um cause you to feel like you're drowning you know we are conquerors we can rise above whatever situations that we are in in christ's name okay so we have someone who is bigger than every battle every situation every stressor but we have to take initiative use our resources and of course seek him amen sis amen did you have any other things to go over within the topic
that we didn't talk about. I think we talked about all of my notes. Yes, sis. Did you want to um, pray us out? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sis, you put me on the spot. <laughs> She's good at this stuff, guys. She got this. <laughs> Father, we thank you for allowing us to come together and bring glory to your name. Um, we thank you for the words that were able to come out of our mouths, not our own words, but yours. So they reach the ears that they need to reach. They reach the sister that they need to reach. Please help us to consistently remember day in and day out that we are not these problems that we experience. We are not the obstacles that we go through. We are not the attacks that Satan sends our way. We are your daughters. We are your chosen ones. We subscribe to you. We know that you are bigger than anything and everything that we may see in this physical realm before us. The spiritual realm is much deeper and much more real. And as long as we cling to you in the presence of anything else, you are able to provide peace. You are able to provide guidance. You are able to provide wisdom, clarity, and discernment. Please continue to bless us with those. Please continue to strengthen our mind and our spirit so that we are able to be the women that you need us to be as daughters of Zion. Ask for forgiveness for our sins and our shortcomings, and we just pray that you continue to mold us day in and day out. Give us the strength to fulfill our roles and our duties and to bring glory to your name in any way possible, Father. And we pray these things in Christ's name, amen. Amen. Ooh. Amen, sis. And I really, really appreciate you. I love you so much, and I really thank you for doing this podcast with us. So stay tuned. We still got some more coming up. Me and sis, we got a, a couple more. So coming up. So y'all got y'all guys stay tuned. And thank you all for joining the Mink and Modest podcast. Y'all have a beautiful rest of your night. Thank you. Bye. Bye.